Hey pals, this is Blaine Hill coming to you from the Lake Murray Presbyterian Church. And I am outside because it is beautiful today. After long rain, we have these beautiful clear skies uh, and it's warm. So I'm just out here to enjoy the goodness of God's creation. Last week I talked about uh, the idea that God, it pleased God to make creation. I have to say a day like today, uh, my guess is God is enjoying this day. I sure hope so. Today I want to talk about an old-fashioned idea uh, that I hope will be helpful to us called providence. Uh, now, in providence, I usually think of providence meaning that God will provide. And of course, providence means that God will provide. But long ago, they really thought of providence in terms of God causing things to happen. So today I'd like to wrestle with the challenging idea of what does it mean that God is sovereign and in control? Um, I mean, does God cause me to decide to come out to enjoy uh, this beautiful spot on the church property? Um, well, I mean, God did made the, make this beautiful day, and that moved me to come outdoors, so perhaps so. But did God sit back before the founding of the world and say on January 23rd, in the year of our Lord, 2021, Blaine Hill is going to walk outside to a 65-degree day? And he's going to set up his camera in one way and then move it so the light only shines on one half of his head. I, gosh, it's hard to imagine that God was working with that level of detail in the world. Um, it, it's just a, a baffling to comprehend. I think um, there's some more useful ways to think about this. And, and it's there are two ways. How is it that God is sovereign in the world? Well, First is, I mean, God is the first cause of all things. God made the cosmos happen. And there are definitely some events that God directly causes to happen. Uh, for example, think of the story of the parting of the Red Sea or the providing of food in the wilderness in the Exodus story. How, how is God the, the primary mover in our cosmos? Well, uh, we could also think about, well, just think about the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, the center claim of Christianity. That is something that God caused to happen. And that's a useful illustration because it's not something that happens in any other way. Uh, there, the Christian understanding of the resurrection of Jesus is that it is the direct intervention of God in how the world works. In every other case, the dead stay dead. But this is a case where God joined in and was the first mover uh, and um, in, in, co in the cosmos. So um, that's one way God interacts with the world. So that's God is the formal idea, is the first cause. But then there's second causes. God brings about things uh, indirectly. Um, and the example that I thought of was uh, when uh, our children were younger, I had to learn how to how to lead them and cause them to do things that were their responsibility or frankly that I just wanted them to do. For example, they needed to clean up uh, the living room from their toys and they were I would give them more better examples. I'd give them a list of chores that needed to be done that they needed to sweep this area. They needed to pick up the living room. They needed to um, unload the dishwasher and load the dirty dishes. And so uh, in this instance, I was setting the things that had to be done. Um, and for so very long, I would tell them how to go about doing that. Um, but in time, I learned as a parent, as a dad, that it was better if I just let them work out how to do it. And, and what my kids most often would tend to do, and they still do this if I give them chores, is they will divide up among themselves 
what's the best way to do it. And sometimes, frankly, I don't think the division makes much sense. You know, it can be a little unfair, uh, but but I don't need to be involved with that. They needed to work those things out themselves. They're, they're bright kids. They can decide who has to clean up the, you know, the dog mess in the backyard, who's going to clean up the kitchen. I just wanted them to, to get the chores done. And that's what we call a second cause. Um, and I really, uh, believe that God puts, a, one of the ways God acts with sovereignty is to turn, to set us to various tasks in the world. Put another way, God has put you uh, in charge of parts of this whole cosmos. And that's your domain, your life, if you will. You know, God wants you to take care uh, of your body, uh, but isn't going to show up and tell you from day to day, hey, you know, you got to stretch. Um, you got to walk. God has put us in charge of that domain. And it, correspondingly, we live with the consequences. We could say the same thing for this beautiful world. God made it. The earth is the Lord's. But in his sovereign providence, God has put it into our care to look after and care for. And uh, we're responsible if the rivers are polluted or the air is dirty uh, and other people suffer from it. God has put it into our care. God wants those things to happen. Maybe more directly, God looks at the suffering in the world and his plan for how that will be addressed is us that we've been called in Jesus Christ to extend mercy to those who are hurting and those who are suffering. So that's the idea of first causes and second causes. Uh, that also helps us to think about those thorny issues of free will. Uh, God has a plan for the cosmos, but sets us with some measure of freedom to be able to pursue God's plans and God's purposes. The other point that I read about, and I was reading in the Confession uh, confessions today uh, was the little word means. You know, God gets things done in the cosmos, but that doesn't uh, mean that God always acts by extraordinary mean, uh, methods or miracles, if you will, though God clearly can do that. Um, most of the time, things happen in the ordinary way. Uh, and I illustrate this by saying, you know, a great place to pray for healing is in the doctor's waiting office. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is that we should ask our Heavenly Father for a healing of our bodies. Uh, but we should at the same time avail ourselves of the ways that God might do that. And so we get up and we make the doctor's appointment. We go to the doctor's office. And while we're waiting there, we ask God that God might heal us. Um, so we are not to disparage the ways that God might work in the world. Uh, we are at praying for God to deliver us from this pandemic. And uh, the way it seems like God's going to do that is through, uh, you know, personal hygiene and social distancing and this vaccine. Uh, the warming of the weather seems to be helping maybe too. But that, that God is going to bring us forward into something new and better, but it's going to happen to my means. And so you, uh, you, you might apply this in your own life. We can apply it in our own life by saying, hey, we, want, we, we expect our Heavenly Father to provide things. And then we have to look for how they might come. So as we're thinking of providence, maybe that's the connection from God's power to God providing. That word providence has the phrase providing kind of related to it. So in God's incredible, vast, limitless power, how does God most often provide for us? Well, through the ordinary and common means of God's creation. So I, I hope that uh, gives you some encouragement to pursue the things God calls you to that you uh, have been given freedom by the, the king of the universe. 
uh, given some freedom in a small area to do something for his purposes. And I encourage you to do that. And it gives us a sense of where to look for God to act, that it's most likely going to come through ordinary and or common means and not by extraordinary miracles. We believe those can happen. Uh, we can ask for those, but ordinarily things will be set to right by the ordinary method. I hope that's useful to you um, as you're thinking about uh, your life of faith and this Lent. Um, and it is a blessing to you. I miss seeing all of you. I do want to say who Betty Jo is here, ever faithful Stephen Lofton is here, and uh, Linda uh, Willing is here. We're so glad that you're here. Some of you will watch this later, and I'm glad of that or listen to it on a podcast. It's been uh, nice to try to sort of talk with you, and I really do hope to see you soon, one way or another. God bless.